so it's not it's not a live podcast, but we're we'll, we're 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 technically live. Yeah. And we got episode Joey. I always ask you this: What episode is this? Twenty three. Yeah. Damn. Uh, awesome. Twenty three episodes. Yeah. Consistency. 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 Yeah. We've had our ups and downs. What? Yeah. Sometimes it gets frustrating. Sometimes when you try and um, you set something up and people cancel last minute, that can be oh. a little bit frustrating. But today we got Mr. Jim McDonald of Texil. We're going to get into this product. It's basically, from my understanding, and I'll let you take it from here, but from my understanding, it is a water prevention tool, or I'll let you explain exactly what it is, but it's yeah. basically for homes to prevent water damage in short. And Jim McDonald, just a precursor to preface this, Jim McDonald's been a client of KBD Insurance for, man, what, 30 years? Yeah, plus. 30 years plus. Yeah. So, and this is funny enough, this is the first time Jim and I, we've spoken on the phone before, but this is the yeah. first time we're meeting face to face. So it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you face to face. And, and thank you very much for being, uh, for coming today on the freemium podcast. I, I'm psyched and I'm very proud and honored and thank you. And I'm a long, not short, not just the 30 years, there's another 30 years coming. All right. So. <laughs> good. I, I appreciate <laughs> you that. You better believe it. I um, appreciate that. Yeah. When things work good, you don't change it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's, I, I like having, and we have a lot of clients like that, you know, you're a great client to have. And it's just, it's just, it's nice. It, it goes both ways. Yeah. We're happy to speak to you. You're happy to speak to us. It's nice and simple. It's just, it's a relationship. It's a relationship based uh, okay. business. And, and I like, um, I wish all of our clients were, were as good as you. Well, most of them we have a, and not to say we don't have a good book of business. We have a lot of really, really, really great clients, but uh, we appreciate yeah. your business. Thank you well, very much. I, I like what you said, simple, the simple relationship. It's it's the simplicity. Uh, if you can keep it simple, uh, get away all the complications. It makes a lot of things work well. You know? Yeah, so I agree. If an engineer taught me that kiss rule, uh, keep it simple. Stupid. Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> keep it simple and smart, politically I, correct. I used to have, uh, <clears throat> I had a teacher in CJP and he used to say the same thing. He'd walk up and go as the English teacher, K-I-S-S, -S, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I find it funny. But uh, tell okay. us about yourself, Jim. Yeah, gosh, uh, okay, myself, uh, I'm a hardworking guy. My dad taught me to be a hardworking guy. And uh, uh, my dad was a, uh, developer and uh, he had a lot of homes and I grew up uh, as a kid building the, the family home and uh, swinging a hammer and uh, became my uh, my dad's house take care guy since I'm five years old you you're know? the handy guy yeah so I don't know to do anything else where'd you grow up oh boy uh, well our summer uh, born in BC living in Montreal grew up in Montreal West Island and but every summer was you're out of Montreal, you're in Prince Edward Island. So that's where my dad's from, built a family home up there. And every summer have to maintain it because it's right by the ocean. The ocean, mm. you know, it does a lot of damage. But uh, yeah, growing up in the West Island and, uh, uh, you know, not knowing to do much more. I went to college, went to John Abbott, but uh, not knowing to do much more than take care of properties. I was, I was put into this trade, you know, so. And you're, that, a you're a handy guy. Yeah, I'm a total handy guy. Uh, I'm I'm the the house doctor. I, you know. What 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 is it about being a handy guy? Because it's just something for me. I I am not. I could be on Canada's worst handyman. I'm serious. <laughs> awesome. I, and for whatever reason, I like I like landscaping. I like to guard. I like gardening. I like all that stuff there. So I don't mind manual labor. I actually enjoy manual labor. But when it comes to, I don't know, like putting a nail in. And if it's not working the first time, I get so frustrated. Like, what what do you enjoy about being the handyman? I'm just, 
curious about like how handyman's brains work because I'm it's, just not that. It's doing it right and that you know after it's going to last. Uh, myself, it's any, all the guys that work with me, all the clients I take care of, it's, it's going to be done well. It's going to last a long time. And, uh, and if you do it right, it's simple. You know, it's the process is there. Mm. So um, it's, it's building it right. That, that's, that's, you know, that, that's the satisfaction for a handyman is that it's done well. It's going to last. It looks good. That, that's a, taking care of my dad's houses was, okay, uh, take care of the stuff. It's done. Now you can go on to enjoy the house, you know, whoever's mm. going to take over the house. So, yeah. Got it. And you yeah. still, I would assume you probably still work on the, your house a lot today. Oh, oh gosh. You heard that term, <laughs> uh, the sure pair man has holes in his shoes. Oh, I have not, but. Oh, that's, that's a real what, What's the saying? The shoe repairman has holes in his shoes. The shoe repairman has holes in his shoes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my house is last, but I take care of everybody's everybody's okay. homes. You know. Okay. So it's my uh, it's my go to thing. I've got to I got to make things work. You know. So you were <laughs> so you're a handyman by nature. Yeah. You've always been good at it. It seems you enjoy it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. And then you went into the general contracting business here in Quebec, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Teachers were on strike at John Abbott, and I said, I had enough is enough. I'm working I'm working hard, and you're on strike. So yeah. I'm going to start my renovation business. Okay, so, so and I, that this was around what age? 19? Uh, I was, uh, I think I was 20, 20 and a half. Okay. Uh, and I went out, and I said, that's it. I'm starting to work because I'm fed up with teachers being on strike. And then I, I uh, started my business, and uh, that evolved to, uh, from finishing work to general contracting work. It evolved to... Uh, being a general contractor, getting my license, and uh, and and just uh, building a good reputation, and that meant for me that uh, if you can't build something reliable, if you can't be honest, and you're gonna have a mess in your career, so do everything right. And since uh, startup, I've never advertised more than ten minutes, and uh, my my renovation business is just nonstop ongoing. The phone mm -hmm. is nonstop, and I'm very proud of that. Still to this day. Still this day, uh, I keep it going uh, with Texel, and uh, I do 50-50. And I got some great guys to help me manage it. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the bread on the table, keep things going so I can uh, keep uh, developing Texel, you know, strongly. Yeah. And so, te so Texel, let's hop into that. Texel is your baby right now. Yeah, Texel, gosh, it's a, it's a, a, I call it a construction technology that I'm responsible to bring to uh, fruition that if this innovative solution can can be uh, eliminated and, and can be uh, learned by homeowners, uh, they're going to have a better house. They're going to have a simpler solution. Uh, when, when flood comes, they're going to have an easier time, you know. So uh, Texil developed through taking care of people's homes. In 2012, I was a uh, renovating a home in Hampstead, knew it was going to have floods. It was- uh, How did you know it was going to have floods? Oh, the couple bought the house. They uh, didn't get it inspected when they bought it mm. and moved in. And a month later, they realized the foundation is super crooked. Oh shit. So we got to get in, uh, that exterior, uh, waterproofing membranes and so on. But it was prone, prone. And uh, this basement was going to be a, you know, 70K type of high-end basement in Hampstead and we, you know, we had to build it and the guilt of 
client putting in a high amount of money and one flood ruined it, developed the textile prototype. So you felt because you knew there was a really good chance that this basement was going to flood, you felt guilty making the 70,000, doing the $70,000 renovation down in the basement and you wanted to help prevent that. I felt compelled. How can I make it better? Mm. How can I, how can I build this basement and which is most likely going to have flood water. Thank mm -hmm. God they hadn't had any since uh, 12 years later they did. Uh, mm. But the, um, the build was how can I better the situation? If he does have water, he's not gonna have a disaster in his hand. Uh, so this is where the prototype developed. Mm. We built it with a prototype and, uh, and thank God uh, everything worked out well that last year from this is a start in 2012, the prototype in this house and 2022 beginning, they had a ceiling flood, not a foundation flood. Yeah. Uh, $6,000 damage in the ceilings, but the water came down, had a quarter inch of water on the floor and no damage, no work to do whatsoever. on the walls whatsoever. Wow. Not even paint stains that the bottom of the walls dried up fast, but the ceilings needed extensive repairs. Yeah. So. The solution that I think a ceiling is well, you know better than I do. Is the ceiling easier to fix than a hardwood floor or a floor oh, in yeah. general? It yeah, is. It's just yeah. Jiprock. It's Jiprock uh, is easy, and so that's where that's where the product started, and the idea started, and uh, and the idea was to build on that and get into research and development and get into let's turn this into a serious product. Let's okay. turn this into something that makes sense. And we did a lot of R and D, National Research Council, and yeah and uh, research uh, development uh, places. And uh, we developed into what it is now, Texil, and uh, which is a high performance, you know, recyclable product that's, uh, that's uh, outstanding in my views. Okay, so we're already here. Let's, let's get into all the right. product. So we brought, so Mr. Right. Jim brought all these props today. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy you brought the props because we're going to be able to actually give a proper explanation or you're going to be able to give a proper explanation of how this product works all right so i'll let you start wherever you want to start you got right. uh we got a piece of wood here yeah this uh, box that says Texel on it or the Texel guide and then some wood and some plastic stuff yeah so here we go show um, us the money all right so <laughs> first of all i'll show you what people don't want okay you know when you get water in the basement yeah this is the wall that's joey which camera should we show it to that camera there right. cool so we'll show it to that camera there all right so when you get water in a wall, Yo, bring it over here. When you get water in a basement, traditional walls just wick up the water because the walls are on the concrete floor. So, uh, okay. So wait, okay. This is the wall here. The floor is here and this is the wall here. Correct. That's okay, your rock wall. Yeah. Baseboard goes on. And that's the water. And okay, that's, the, that's the yeah. construction, whether there's insulation or not. Got it. Okay. So traditional house, that's how you build your, your basement. You build your wall frame and yeah. you insulate drywall. And, uh, if you happen to get, if I pour this glass of water on there, well, this soft material is going to absorb it. Yeah. So, uh, and this is 48 hours of, of water. What it does, it just creeps up, creeps up, creeps up. And, uh, and that's bad. So that can start to develop things like mold. Yeah. So after 20 years, here's an example of after 20 years. Yeah. Watch your, yeah. Just be careful with the headset wire. That's 20. Oh my goodness. So this is a worst case scenario, but this is after 20 years. It's, it's, it's gone close to, usually you don't get this bad, but it's gone, this one's gone into decay. This is lumber sitting on the ground. You see the stain. Yep. 
and uh, this is a wonderful family here in Point Claire, and uh, one of the daughters was in the basement, and they had to flood this last uh, month. There's no power. And, uh, with so, the ice storm? Yeah, with the ice storm. Yeah. So it got really wet. So, of course, you had to take things apart. And as we were taking it apart, we discovered behind the walls, well, take a look and yuck, take a look even more, yeah, you know? Gross. And uh, so this is, once it's dry, it's not so bad. But once it's wet, it's active. And things start to smell. Things start to, uh, it's not so bad being uh, dry. It's starting to crumble, but once it's once it's wet, it's 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 black. It's uh, not very interesting. Hmm. Here's the here's the uh, when initially when it was pulled off, it was um, black and slimy, not fun stuff. Let me see this. Yeah. Okay, so that's like the whole piece of wood. So in yeah. short, for those of you listening, it's basically just it's decayed. Yeah, that's the and uh, that's twenty years of water. That's twenty years of uh, wall sitting in. You know, a regular basement Yeah, doesn't mean it was wet all the time. Got it. Uh, it just was, uh, you know, a, your traditional traditional build. Uh, so uh, you saw this once the water damage already happened. And then you, when you were repairing, I'm assuming you went there to go repair the water damages. Yeah. And that's when you offered them to say, hey, I have this product, Texil. And to, is that what happened? Yeah. And to better the situation. Okay. Um, they want to rebuild the basement and uh we said well we can go ahead and put this product that doesn't do this it does this creates airflow in the walls so uh behind the baseboard there's always air under your walls so what this did over here is what texas will contour now this lumber never soaks up the water Basically, but it's wh why why does that matter? Like, if it, so, besides the fact when wood gets wet, I know it's bad. But why is it bad? Just because it's mold? Is it just not as strong anymore? What? Why is it bad? I'm not a handy guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, it's a soft material. So, a simple ex explanation is: Would you go outside in the rain or the snow with a sock on? You put a boot because it's got a rubber base. Got it. It's it breaks the it's a it's a barrier. So. Texel keeps this soft material, this sock, off the concrete. Concrete always has moisture inside yes. of it. Whether there's a flood or not, there's there's always a, uh, a moisture area. So um, having, this is called a thermal, basically a thermal or an air break under the wall where having the airflow under the wall removes the moisture that can creep up into the lumber. So, so can you do you only put do you only put this product on do you put it across the whole entire basement floor all, or do you only put it where the walls are? So the, great question because uh, traditional basements are built all walls. The walls are built up and then you decide what you're gonna do with the floor. Am I gonna put carpet? Am I gonna put laminate? Yeah. Am I gonna pull a subfloor? Or in a case like this, uh, they put a painted floor, an epoxy floor. So very yes. very resilient yes if you get water you can wet that epoxy floor a thousand times won't hurt it and it's fine yeah yeah it's like this table it's a saw it's it's a hard material pour water are on more it, and more people hurt. getting epoxy basements uh more and more people are looking at the resiliency mm. uh, they're moving away from carpet moving away from subfloors and they're going to laminate or rubberized floors or epoxy ceramic floors something that's even polished concrete is is, is very resi resilient Got it. So, yeah. Cool. So it does not go across the floors. 
Well, yeah, we can build a, uh, say, here's a picture of a complete floor built up. So you put Texel under strap and plywood, and now they have a plywood floor. But underneath this floor, there's an airflow now. So the water can run on the complete floor. But it's expensive. Most mm. of the time you try to encourage clients, let's build this floor as a resilient floor. Mm. Uh, super resistant. If have, whether you have three-quarter inch of water or whether you have a minor leak or whether you Got have it. four feet of water, if your floor is resilient, it'll last, you know? Got it. And, and then uh, so you'll have, so you build a resilient floor and then you'll have the textile product around the edges where yeah. the walls come down. Yeah, and then that means that the walls, there's an airflow, there's... Uh, if there's moisture, if there's water flooding, the walls aren't gonna do this, they aren't gonna wick. We're not gonna have lumber that's gonna potentially deteriorate, decay, or or just get stained and, and create a smell in the basement. And the air quality that, you usually you go down the basement, and you say, oh, it's kind of musty smelling. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of moisture smelling. Yeah. Well, that's cause there's soft material lumber in the moisture area, the bottom of the walls. And uh, uh, Texil, by having an elevation keeps the basements dry it keeps the having a dry basement having no soft materials on concrete having the airflow creates a, a dry air basement and a, and a much better air quality everybody likes a dry air basement in other words that's what we want to have a dry air basement well a dry air air basement i it's, it's the moisture get that moisture out get of the, the moisture basement. out Got yeah it. and if your basement is uh dry air well if if we always say in construction, get down to technical, if you can have uh, the air in a room uh, without moisture, without huge amount of moisture, it's easier to use that air, heat it or cool it. If the air has a lot of moisture, in a bathroom after a shower, all that humidity, it's hard to heat that air because there's so much uh, moisture in the air. So Texel removes the moisture in the basement by the airflow. Where do you get these things made? Wow, that's a great question. So where is plastic usually made in this world to get it out economically? China. Yep. So- uh, I tried to say it with the Donald Trump accent. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, How did say it? China yeah. whatever. Yeah. So we at Texel, um, and I got a funny story about the name after Texel. Yeah. Uh, this plug and play product Texel, which is so easy to install, um, wanted to make sure that it was i wanted to have fun with Texel. what we and with the partners i had we said let's build this smart so uh where to build Texel? Where, where where to get it made uh china was the economical route and um the usual route they said no let's let's invest let's look in let's look around montreal locally. canada yeah. yeah locally and we found a solution to to have textile built built right here in Montreal. Oh, cool! Canadian made Montreal clean, there you go. clean plastic. It, it's we're not polluting the air or the water, and, and we're making sure that it's, it's a clean manufacture. Is it in the Techno Park in Saint Laurent? No, it's in the Pointe aux Trembles, off Pointe the end of the island. Yeah, okay. yeah, near the oil refineries. Our manufacturers out there, uh, and then you know we we have a a great marketing, uh, great manufacturing situation. We we associate ourselves with their manufacturer. And uh, we've got a great, smart, great quality plastic, clean build. So we're, we're very and what's happy the, with it. what's the lifespan of Texel? Unlimited. 
Unlimited. Yeah, it's uh, we did aging tests, and it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to get rid of. It's uh, unless you recycle it. It's made from ten percent recycled plastic, okay. and it's fully recyclable. And uh, but the last thing of it, uh, the UV doesn't hurt it. Uh, you can trample on it. I've drove my truck over it, my diesel truck, heavy truck over it, did not damage it. Uh, oh. The weight, the weight capacity, a basic wall, basement wall like this weighs about 40 pounds, eight feet high, 16 inches wide. Texel can handle 10,000 pounds per foot, excessively strong. Want to make sure we build it right, we build it strong, it's gonna last, so. Where did you learn all this stuff? Like, I understand, because, so you're the handy guy, you go into this basement in Hampstead, <clears throat> you say, okay, I don't wanna put all this money into the, into the renovations because I have a feeling that it's not if, it's when this basement's going to flood. And so you came up with the product Texil, but you're a handy guy. How did you, like how, how do you, who told you to think of all these other things for a product? Cause you, you just saw a problem and you want to fix it. But then when it came to actually developing the product, did you develop the product yourself as well? Or did you get help with regards to the research and development? Big help with the research and development. You got a lot uh, of help. The okay. prototype was a simple thought. Got it. Uh, I, I, I was trying to figure out how can I elevate a wall? And I've had a lot of shop guys say, hey, I could have done Texel. I used to put hockey pucks under my walls. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Rubber puck, elevate the walls. Great, amazing yeah, yeah. science. Lift the wall up with a hockey puck, you know? Yeah. So uh, the prototype was... That's so Canadian. Hockey puck, yeah. <laughs> hockey puck. Yeah, uh, I used to put walls. hockey pucks in. <laughs> That's good. So they last a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I can see how, yeah. Can't break them. Yeah, uh, and they're waterproof, so... Yeah, so the prototype was designed out of... Uh, Corplast, Corplast, which has airflow through it. And yeah. we took the thicker one and we elevate the walls with it. And we, we started off being called Silvent because it's the sill, the wall, the sill plate. And there was a vent, a sill vent. We had to change the name. We were forced to change the name. And, um, and uh, then we turned into changing the name to Texil, T-E-K-S-I-L-L. So, uh, but with regards to this, like, was there a specific firm that you had to go to a research and development firm? What's the process like for that? Where yeah. did you go? So who did you know? To, how, we, like, who did you call? Yes. How did you know to call them? So, yeah, it's, uh, we have in Canada, a lot of great resources and, uh, reached out to the national research council. Got it. And they helped us guide us. Okay. There's these places around around Quebec that you can use and we'll help you, we'll guide you for great development. So we took our prototype, the old Sylvan, and brought it to uh, Texil. And we ended up in Tetford Mines, where there's a plastic research. Tetford Mines used to be a big mining town. Yeah. And they since, uh, over the years, uh, evolved, innovated into a uh, plastics research. Uh, huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, great plastic research. And do they we, still do a lot of mining in the area or not really? I don't think when you drive there, there's huge mountains of, of, of soil and different stuff, but I, I'm not sure about the, the development they do out there, but uh, the university out there was superb and the engineers inside there really do a lot of fine, uh, fine stuff. And they helped us. We did a lot of brainstorming, a lot of sitting down. It was a long drive, three and a half hours to get there. Uh, we spent the, the, the day there and the, af the, the, the afternoon evolved into, let's do this, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this, and turned into this unbreakable product, you hmm. know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And how about the story of uh, Sylvan to Texil? Yeah, so, tell us so, about So uh, the product was originally called and patented Sylvan. And we we had to change the name. We thought it was a great name. Because and why did you have to change the name? Someone, someone contacted you and said you can't use that name? Yeah, someone contacted us and said we can't use that name. And, and I said, well, that's not right. I, I patented and I trademarked. I did all the proper roots. And uh, my partners uh, at Texel said, no, we're just going to change the name. I said, come on, I, I, I don't give up easy. Yeah. I said, no, let's just change the name, Jim. Just end of the deal, you know. I said, okay. And the reason was because uh, uh, there was somebody's affiliate company that was objecting to the, the sound of our name because they had built a product after us that sounded similar. But, sim but is it a similar use? No, it's for masonry. Okay, okay. So it has nothing to do with this product in no, terms of competition. Masonry okay. airflow uh, weep holes, and it was called Selvent, C E L L instead of Silvent. So uh, was, I understand. Okay. So we changed. Silvent, we Silvent. didn't want to. My group said, "Let's not fight with this team. Let's yeah, just yeah. let it be. Change our name." So we why didn't why didn't they want to want to put the fisticuffs off? Was it a really big company that you was? You asked the magic question. Yeah, and that was this is the storyliner. Uh, Warren Buffett owned the company. Oh, okay, yeah. I wouldn't want to go up against him. So, uh, I listened to my team. <laughs> yeah. He said, let's leave it be. I think I think name. he has deeper pockets than you. Yeah. So we said, <laughs> okay, I understand now. Let's yeah. just change the name. Yeah, so yeah. we went on to name it for technology. It's a technology and a SIL. So T-E-K-S-I-L-L -L is the, uh, okay. and our site is easy. It's techsil.com, you know. So, uh, so now that's why the name changed. I think it is a nice name, Techsil. Two syllables, nice and quick. Yep. Texel.com? Yeah, Texel.com is the go-to. Uh, Are you right now the <clears throat> only company that will use this product with regards? So let's say you're going to go renovate a house or you're going to go install the product. Is your general contracting company the only company that will install this product? No, it's pretty cool. Over the last four years of development, we've got into 20 stores. We've got into a lot of marketing, advertising, building. So you could go to a Home Depot example and buy this. Uh, it's not widespread. It's trying to get into Home Depot. And and Lowe's is is tough. It's, just sure. a, it's a huge ladder. It's, it takes a fireman's truck's ladder to get up there. Uh, we're in local independent stores so far, and uh, uh, we signed uh, a nice contract with Tyga Building Products. They are our Canadian distributor, and we're slowly trying to smartly get into the right trades, the store trade stores. Do you, you sell know? online? Not yet. No, we, we haven't evolved into that yet because they're big boxes. They're four feet long. And um, I'm not sure how the delivery guys would like that so much, but uh, that's it's one of our next in development to try get to get it online. To try and sell some stuff online? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why that's stuff like this, the video content, it's good for online sales. Yeah, yeah. So well, <laughs> hopefully, I hope it helps you. Yeah, we're going to. I, I, I think it will. Good. Yeah. So tell us about All right. bringing it to market. So you had to do the, so you had the idea. Built the prototype. You had to go through the R&D with the company in Tedford Mines. After that, were there any other hurdles? Because it sounds like, because you just mentioned, you know, to get into Lowe's, you have to climb this ladder. Yeah. And what what are those hurdles to bring this product to market? And I know you got like a big list over there. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my mind my mind going here. Are these the questions that I sent you? Or yeah. these are just, they yeah. are? Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, I, I don't even remember. I'm, I'm good. It's, I kind of remember the questions, but that's why you see what I mean. It's just, it's very yeah. conversational. It's awesome. Right from the heart, it's better, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
So but yeah, t- go, get, bringing it to market, you know, okay, uh, regulations, so, laws, all that, oh, all that wow. crap. Yeah, yeah. heavy t- duty. Talk to us about that. Okay, so after uh, product development, associating ourselves with a great manufacturer, mm-hmm. uh, getting the products uh, made and tested until we're satisfied, then it's like, okay, we actually have now the finished product. We've got the box and packaging. Let's go and try to influence the construction market, the stores, get into stores. Let's talk to the insurance companies. And um, and a construction product, gosh, it's close to being a medical approval. Uh, before We can sell Texel in stores. We can install in people's homes. We can try to get insurance companies to listen to it. But uh, we're not approved. To approved by who? The Canadian, uh, the CCMC is the Canadian Construction Materials Center. So for a product to be house approved, house, uh, to have a license to sell a construction product in Canada, you have to go through the CCMC, hmm. the Canadian Construction Materials Center, which they go through stringent in engineering testing. Mm-hmm. And if you pass it, you get a license to sell a construction product in Canada, just like siding, Tyvek, plumbing products, and so on. So we finally, after three years, got our approval and we're an official CCMC Canadian licensed construction product, which is huge for us because And now, that was when? That this is recently? About a month and a half ago. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, good thank for you. you. It good took for us you. a good three years and we're really happy to have it because now we're official in Canada as far as a Canadian oh, great. construction product. That's great. Insurance companies can see, yeah, this is an official Canadian building It product. has the stamp of approval. Yeah, yeah, the CCMC stamp, Canadian flag, and a check on it, you know? Nice. And uh, for us, it's... it's uh, And it's manufactured in Canada as well. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. And it's, that uh, sells. If I see manufacturing in Canada, I, I, I want to buy it. Even I, And yeah. I have the same feeling with U.S. I, I'd rather buy from Canada. But any, any manufacturing done here in North America, I prefer to buy local. Yeah, I, I like that too because, uh, you know, uh, with Texel, I want to uh, develop and spend the money here mm. uh, and keep the uh, keep the expenses going here. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, it's, uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very well made. We know that we have control over, you know, the distribution, where it's going, how it's being made, you know. So, um, uh, pre-COVID, we came out a month pre-COVID and gosh, if, uh, if we did go the overseas route, we would have got hammered because of the shipping uh, cost. The containers, yeah. yeah. I went up like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, we were... I had someone on last week and he works in shipping and transport logistics more yeah. specifically. He said at the peak, a container was 10x the price of what it is today. He said, generally speaking, to ship a container, it's about 2500 bucks to get it from China back over here. He said it was up to $25,000 a container at one That's point. crazy. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, so... I'm really happy we went the responsible route. Keep it local. Uh, didn't ha- we didn't have any shipping problems. We had a so that was a really b- a big blessing for us at Texel that we could uh, you know, control the distribution without uh, any shipping troubles. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you got it approved by the CCMC. C- CCMC. Yeah. CCMC. Okay. Are there any other steps that you have to go through now or you're good to go now it's just a matter of brand awareness people know who you are and basically sell uh, selling the product are yeah. there more hoops and red tape you have to go through no right now we're or? we're you know we we start selling in stores but it's right now it's the home builders can now have confidence they've got a official canadian building code product the insurance companies can now have confidence this is a canadian branded licensed product 
So homeowners can say, well, this thing's been through a lot of tests. This thing is an official, uh, you know, solid product. So uh, now it's about creating awareness to the builders, to the DIY, the homeowners, the handymen, and to the future handymen, and to, uh, you know, uh, the whole industry that has to do with the house, the home. Um, so now it's about uh, getting going and trying to get awareness. So with all these aspects, insurance companies, homeowners, builders. And how are you doing that? Well, we now that we're finally CCMC approved, we can now go 100%. Before we couldn't go 100% marketing and awareness because of we weren't CCMC approved. Mm -hmm. It's a huge limit. Um, so now we're we're starting a uh, a marketing campaign. And, Where are you and, starting the campaign? Well, we're um, we're we we're, we associate ourselves with a with a super dynamic, smart uh, fellow who's. Uh, uh, his, his name is David Bond, and he's a bright guy that knows the industry very, very well. The construction industry. Construction, DIY. Um, What's DIY? Do it yourself? Do it yourself, okay. homeowners. Yeah. And um, the complete, uh, uh, he's seen it all. He knows it all in, in uh, the TV shows and the, uh, the, 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 the companies coming up. With regards to marketing. Regards to marketing, Got yeah. It. So, well, so he'll do all like the PR. He'll help you with the brand awareness. He'll help you with uh, all that stuff. He knows. Yeah. He knows where to take you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Got it. we've done a lot, but we needed a pro to help us get it to the next level. Got it. And uh, and we're, we're, do we have the right message going out there? Do, you know, we've been talking to insurance companies for three years. Uh, did we approach it the right way? You know, Texel is not just for water flood mitigation. It also applies to better air quality in homes. You know. So uh, now that we can, uh, you know, uh, brag about it and, and go on and, and promote it as much as we can, uh, we're going to act it the smart way and uh, we've got the right, uh, the right help and resources. Down so to he's helping you to refine the sales pitch, if you will, or the message, the tone of this is Texel, this is the product, this is what it does, and this is why you should buy it because it does X, Y, Z. Yep. And it's kind of just that message that's going to come across with regards to what is the brand in the eyes of the consumer. He's helping you with that message. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, market and educate the building organizations across Canada. Got it. There's a Quebec, it's the APCHQ, the CHBA across Canada, Canadian Home Builders Association. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is one of the big reasons, sorry to cut you off there, Jim. This is one of the big reasons I wanted to bring you on because you've been working in construction for so long, but this company, you, it's a new company. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you started a new company. And because I remember when you called me, what, five, six years ago, and you were asking me about, hey, uh, can you put me in contact with the insurance companies? And, <laughs> and I don't know, you know, I take care of the sales and service when it comes to the claims. I have a, a little bit of an idea, but I'm not a claims adjuster. I don't work in that world. Yeah. We're very fortunate. The insurance it's, companies, typically speaking, like that's their domain. It's huge. And, and most yeah. of the time, they're, it's handled by them. And uh, so I reached out to a few people and I don't think you got anywhere with it because yeah. probably the CCMC, um, that's, that would be yeah. my guess. But I remember that. and But I respected the fact that, you know, you were hustling. You're like, hey, I have this product. It's a really good product. It works. And I'm trying to get it to market. Can you help me get it to market? And I always respect that. I'll always try and help people who are, you know, 
We're hustling. They're grinding. A good point. You know, uh, coming from being a general contractor and and trying to put a product to market, well, a huge step. It's a it's a it's I'm something sure, I yeah. didn't know. I'm sure. And that's the reason I associated myself. Texel became not I came we. Yeah. You know, I have a great team of partners and associates. Which, uh, uh, how many are you? We're five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> Who's <yeah>. the half? <laughs> well, our manufacturer is uh, two great guys, okay, Francois and Mimo. Okay. And uh, and uh, so uh, <laughs> they they're like six. You know, they're they're awesome guys. So we have a lot five of great a great heads. And uh, <laughs> one of our partners, he when Texel started, and I and I tried to show to him, he he's a medical guy and he's a medical genius guy, and uh, he. Um, he kept telling me unmet need. What's the unmet need? What's the unmet need? And this developed my strength into pushing and pushing for Texel. Because yeah, what's the unmet need in a basement? Well, why do we have this? Why do we have walls absorbing water? And uh, Texel is meeting that unmet need by by you know reducing water damage by reducing the stress to a family which has a water flooded basement, which you got to cut out your walls, take your furniture out, have contractors in for a month or two months, deal with insurance companies to have insurance claims negotiations. That's very hard stuff. And um, stressful, very stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Water in a basement is no fun. And what, what, um, got, uh, you know, I've got the side of you know, learning from being a contractor to being the textile team uh, guy is, you know, also how to educate the insurance companies, you know, and, or make them aware of what this can happen. It's, it's got, I, I, I have to see the, all the sides of the story from a handyman, from the contractor, from the, the homeowner, the builders who build homes and the insurance companies. And what tears me up with insurance companies is that they hold the darn warranty to the basement of a house. Mm. Sure home, if you get water down, and now when I ask the questions to homeowners, what do you think about building a more preventative basement? It's a lot of times I get, it's going to rest on the insurance company's back. Don't worry about it. The insurance is going to take care of this. Like, okay, well, there's a better way and to turn your basement to a resilient basement so you don't have this huge stress. And for the insurance companies to hold that, they carry on their back the basement load cost. That That's tough. Did you ever think about <clears throat> going directly to the contractors because a lot of times in the insurance companies they'll dispatch the claims for those of you that don't know this is how it works so at least in quebec and interesting i went to this trade show in the u.s it's completely different in the u.s which i found interesting because i was picking this claims adjuster's brain and i'm like so hold on hold on like you don't fix the stuff because no most of the time we just give a check and let them do it i'm like oh okay interesting i guess that works too but in canada Quebec specifically, because it's where I have the most experience. They will, if you have a claim in your basement, water damage, you're going to call up the insurance company. And then the insurance company is going to, it's almost all, it's almost never the actual insurance company going to fix the repairs. It's a contractor hired by the insurance company that's going to go fix the repairs. So what I was going to say is, have you ever tried to infiltrate the network of contractors that, for example, work with Intact, let's take them as an example, try and infiltrate them to sell the product. You ever thought about that? Yeah, we had a program and we did a study and the the insurance contractors, they're so hardworking, stressed. They got to get that wet basement dried, then they got to get built and they got to do it quick and under strict budget. 
mm. do it smart. Insurance company is not there to improve, invest into a homeowner's home. Mm. They got to do the repair and do it right and get out and get out. Yeah. So the insurance contractors don't have time to promote, mm. sell a, a new prevention. So uh, we're started now that we're CCMC approved, we've got more, more ability to show these insurance contractors. There's a better way you can introduce this prevention, which hopefully eventually the insurance companies will say, yeah, you got one flood. If you install this device, we'll, we'll be happy because your second flood won't be that much damage. It'll be minimum. I'll play devil's advocate. If I'm an insurance company and I'm the claims adjuster team, I'm going to go get it because you're right. The insurance companies, you know, especially the bigger they get, they, they'll tell the <clears> contractor, okay, here's your job, but they're strict with them. And if the contractor keeps messing up the jobs, they're not finishing the jobs, the repairs on times, they're going to go find another contractor and the contractor is going to lose all that work. That's, yeah. that's what will happen. Yeah. So if I'm the, the insurance company, again, just to play devil's advocate, I'd go, statistically speaking, this person is not going to have, or this house isn't going to have another residential claim for another 20 to 25 years. I don't care. That's I'm just because th those are the stats. It's about every one, every 20 years, someone for home insurance will have a claim. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a kind of like, I don't care situation. Yeah. Uh, because it's not worth, not worth the effort of improving or yes. creating a prevention process inside. Yes. That's huge investment. And when you look at yeah. the actual <clears throat> data, I mean, it's, it's like lightning striking twice. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. I, I'm just trying to put, yeah. Yeah. put myself in the mind of an insurance company. That's probably what they're thinking. And they're going to go, you know what? This is just an added cost that we don't really see the benefit from this because statistically speaking, if we take the law of averages, this house isn't going to be hit twice. And if it does get hit twice, it's so rare that it's not worth it, worth it for us to go put the investment into yeah. the added cost for this. Yeah, I guess that's where the math is in yes. the percentage and the averages. But <clears throat> if we look at the climate change, and I know it's, it's, it's a big topic. Yes. And we look at what's been happening in Quebec. It's like we're, we're in a boardroom right now. I'm the insurance company. You got to sell me. Uh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I don't like the fact that you insurance company has to pay for all the water floods. I'd like to try and make yeah. your water flood claim minimal. I yeah. like to save millions and yeah. see that compounded savings uh, help the insurance companies big time. So I'm not just a Texel guy. I'm also trying to help the insurance companies. Yes. Um, and, and most, and they'll pass the savings, not all of it. They'll keep some of it for them, but they will pass some of those savings onto the consumer. Yeah, I suppose so. Because let's say that, uh, you know, the, the next claim is not 20, 15, 30,000. It's 3,000 or 2,000. Mm. Uh, that's a delight for the, the wallet of the insurance company on the payout, yes. I, I presume. Yes. And that's what we're, you know, a Texel trying to promote the insurance companies. What I really find fascinating with the insurance companies is the, the standard to create with hot water tanks. Every mm -hmm. 10 years, you got to change a hot water tank in a house. Yep. Why? Because they, de they, de they decided, why take the risk of keeping a homeowner's old 30-year hot water tank that can leak and create hot water damage in a house? That's, a, that's a, such a smart sa savings for insurance company. Mm -hmm. They cut so much insurance claim costs with that. Uh, we look at oil tanks that have to be changed. I believe it's every 12 years. That's that standard from insurance companies says, wow, they're going to cut a huge amount of oil claims in homes, cars. Now the standard is put winter tires on or else you get a ticket. And that standard created by insurance companies creates a, a huge saving. There's so much less accidents now with vehicles in the winter. 
Texel, if, if, if the venting, it doesn't have to be Texel, but if hockey puck under a wall, if the wall was elevated in a basement home, if, if the client was told one flood, do something about it so it doesn't happen, well, you know, will that be a savings long-term for that insurance company if there's a second disaster, a second power outage, a second flood in that house? Well, as, as this couple in this house, they, they didn't call their insurance company. They, they had a flood, an hour shop backing fans, no damage, no insurance call. That's what I find extremely beneficial for insurance companies. So the only way, just another question, because I'm looking at this photo right here. If, so let's say there's water damage in order to put this product, because you have to put it underneath the walls. So basically, let's say there's already an, an existing finished basement. The textile product is not installed. Correct. They have a flood. Let's say the whole basement's ruined. They have to redo the whole entire basement. Basically with Texel, because they're going to be opening up the wall, that's when you would put the Texel underneath. Yep. With, like, hey, can you explain to me just the process of, I already have a finished basement. How do I get this Texel product in my house? Well, it's invasive. So if you want to install it in pre-existing walls, uh, the ideal time is if you have a flood. The insurance is cutting out a foot of drywall around the room. And then with the textile guide. I didn't know that. Okay, so when there is a flow, just they'll cut the drip rock all, all around the wall? Depends how long the water's been in the basement and Got how it. fast they can dry out. Usually they'll cut the drywall under the baseboard so you don't have to see it and repair the walls. Got it. Or it depends how wet it is, they'll cut a foot around the walls. Huh, I didn't know that. And so the bottom of the walls are open up to about over here. At that time, the frame's exposed. And we can use a textile guide, which is a, an easy retrofit guide. You, you install on the bottom on the plate you slot and, you, and you do a cut. You, you can do 10 feet at a time. You pull out the old sill plate, you put the new one in, it's cut higher. And now you have a, an elevated installation with Texel down below it. Mm. Uh, that's a, a minimal invasive job when the basement's wet. The, you don't take all the walls down. You're just working with the bottom of the wall. It's very doable. And uh, that's, that's if, uh, a client wants to install textile without having to rip their basement apart. Ideally, it's when you're building your basement, you install yeah, textile. Yeah, You know? Uh, so it, it's definitely a preventative product. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's basically a plug and play, easy to install. It's so easy, a child can install it on the two by four. You think I could install it, even though I would be on Canada's worst handyman? Uh, let's give it a try. <laughs> so we got this. Got that. That's pretty simple. You're done. Click one click. It's installed. Yeah. It won't fall off. It grabs on. And now you and can it put it here and now it's yep. elevated. And then, so when the water comes, it's not a big deal. Yeah. The water's uh, under the wall at that point. Yeah. So your drywall lands over here. So you have, this is 2000 liters of water before your walls start to wick. So that's quite a bit of water. Uh, foundation crack has a light stream of water, a hot water tank and, and, so the 2,000 liters of water, if, if someone has three, four inches of water, well, you can still dry it out. And today, people, I find a lot, there are a lot more home these days, and you notice if there's water in your house. Mm -hmm. And if your basement stays wet more than 48 hours, you've got a mold problem. When materials are wet more than 48 hours, they start to create mold and bacteria. Mm. If you can catch it before then, and dry it out before then. You don't have to change all your drywall. So I got a perfect example 
for drying out. Right here in the West Island, Dorval, we have a company called Safety Express. They specialize in water restoration products. And they have an academy. They teach contractors how to become water restoration specialists, fully licensed international standards. They've got this, it's in a manufacturing area. They've got a huge buildings and uh, they have a little house, a little uh, six-year-old bungalow, which is part of their academy. Uh, every month and a half or so, they have a new, a new class, uh, six to eight contractors. And they go in and say, okay, the class starts. They got a fire hose, take it out, and they flood the bungalow, 2,000 liters of water on the ground floor. It all seeps where? Into the basement. In this basement, we, uh, we outfitted the basement. Half is standard build, standard subfloors, standard walls, drywall, floor, plywood, so on. And the other half is textile, textile walls, textile subfloor. And we have uh, traps in the floors, traps in the walls all kinds of electronic sensors. They go Wi-Fi and they send the readings of the moisture into uh, the cloud. So there you go, they're given the house. 2,000 liters of water on this ground floor, dry it out. How long will it take to dry it out? So day one, they started extracting this 2,000 liters of water in the basement and on the carpets on the ground floor. And the tests prove um, by the end of the week, it's day seven, by the end of the week, they've dried a lot in the house. Uh, the basement part that's non-textile takes six to nine days to remove the relative moisture out of the subfloor and the walls, six to nine days. The textile side, how long do you think it takes to dry the textile side? This is fully tested. Half a day. You're really close. It's better than, it's 20 hours. 20, 20 hours, hours, okay. 20 hours, the, the full floor, full wall is back to normal. So in that case, when they caught it fast, the 48 hours, the insurance is a huge winner because 48 hours, you have to start changing materials, drywall, baseboards, and walls because of the mold starts to grow. If the insurance company can catch it and dry it before that 48 hours up, usually the savings for everyone and save and saved headaches for the homeowner. Yeah. And you know, uh, repeatedly I see homeowners rebuilding a basement after a flood. It's like, the, the the two months is easy. It could go into three months easy of disturbance in your house and furniture everywhere and uh, materials outside and and also as as a handyman a builder, when I see the purchase of materials necessary to rebuild a wet basement, it's just it's a huge amount of materials wasted. Mm. It's not not sustainable. See this this build here is traditional. It works. It's solid. You've been doing it. But with a textile installation, we create sustainability. We're not changing drywall. We're not changing studs. We're not having this decay rot under a wall. So the sustainability, apart from being a prevention product, we're not filling containers and landfills with, with materials by dumping and, uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What's been the toughest part about bringing this product to market. <clears throat> or you know what? No, let's make it even more broad. What's been the toughest part about Texel for you? It's the education. It's the how to, how to teach. And educating who? Well, it's it, the building the product, associating with partners, the doing the research and development has all been strong and fun and interesting. 
but it's getting a product to be known to Canadian homeowners is, is a tough one. Um, you're introducing them, build it a better way, do it another way. Oh, it's another cost. Um, insuring, showing the insurance companies, oh, it's another stress, another way. It's another complication in, in, in the process of standards insurance company. But uh, for the homeowners, you know, uh, we, we, we look at, oh, it's another cost to my basement. Why? And, and the builders, oh, it's another cost to the construction. Textile costs 0.05% of the, of the cost of building a basement. It's a minimal cost. Um, it's just because it's new, it's an innovative product. Teaching the homeowners. What is the cost for Texel? Okay, that's Texel is sold in four foot lengths. Yeah. They're $12 a piece. Got it. So a box contains 20. Your average home needs about three boxes of Texel, 60 pieces. Yeah. So you got between 500 and $600 of Texel to be installed in the basement. A basement costs between twenty-five to thirty-five to fifty thousand and up, depending on what you're doing. But and it's five hundred bucks. And it's five hundred bucks. Yeah. And what's an insurance? I got a question for you. What's an insurance deductible on a basement? Your average deductible? Thousand bucks. Oh, so thousand bucks. So Texel costs half of that insurance deductible, and there's the logic of trying to teach homeowners and insurance companies like how do you how do you look at this, which is a preventative medicine, it's going to cost you half your deductible. And, you know, and if a client has three floods, three times, here's a good example. Well, the, yeah. And ju just if I can interrupt you there, yep. if someone has two floods, you're not getting water insurance after that. The insurance yeah. companies will not give you water damage after that. That's scary. And you got to yeah. do it for, I remember this lady, I spoke to her, this was years ago when I was still working on the phones for home and car insurance. And she called me and she goes, hey, um, I've had, right off the bat, because all the insurance companies were refusing her. She said, I have two water claims in the past two oh, years. Gosh. I said, good luck, lady. I said, I, I can't help you either. She's wow. like, oh my God, I should have never made that second claim. Oh, she's, yeah. Yeah, she couldn't get it. Wow. Yeah, and it's going to be like that for five years. Hey, hey what a, yeah. what a. And not, and not only, not only she can't get it, she's going to have to do all those preventative measures as well. The biggest one that I see, and you probably see this as well. The biggest one that I see is in places like St. Lazar, where when there's a really big storm, because some people, they only have one sump pump and they don't have a battery backup. Yeah. Well, when the electricity cuts out, the sump pump isn't going to work. And that's when yeah. the basement floods. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what do you do if you can't insure your basement? Don't build a basement. Uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you do with that square footage of non being able to use your home, you know? So, well, you're going to have to put preventative products in. Yeah, well, you know. Or, or you don't finish the basement at all. You don't care when it floods. But then you have yeah. all that unused space in your house. So it's yeah. So I have an example on that exact detail you said. We have a client in Kirkland. Uh, had seven years prior a flood uh, with a, one of the biggest insurance companies. Cost That, that first flood cost her the basement rebuild $27,000. Mm -hmm. Which Sep isn't even a lot. No. And that's, that's seven years ago. That's closer to 36, 37 today. Maybe more. She had a flood last year. Okay. 49,000. Yeah, there you go. The same basement, which was rebuilt. There you go. Seven years later, 49,000. Yeah, it's so crazy. In, in seven years, that cost you this, this awesome insurance company close to, close to $78,000. And so she finally said, I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding with Texel. Nice. And a Brazilian floor. And she had a small water intrusion. It was a wipe up. It was don't call the insurance company. No big deal. No big deal. She's still insured now, you know? So there's part of the, 
the frustration I see where, why should an insurance company hold? I understand the two claims, you're out, uh, like baseball, but uh, even the one claim, the insurance company's on the hook. On every basement flood, the insurance company's on the hook for that cost. Yeah. This simple standard of elevating the walls would dramatically cut out so yeah. much damage, yeah. you know? But just like preventative measures, it would be depending on where you're living. But let's just take the same example, St. Lazar. If you did Texel, you had like a water resistive floor, um, a sump pump and a battery backup. And then perhaps even a second sump pump because sometimes the sump pump just stops working. Yeah. That way there. And if you really want to go ham, you get some water sensors. That, yeah, that yeah. would be it. Yeah, you're 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 at that point you realize I gotta do something to make sure my I don't have a disaster yeah. in my basement. Yeah. And now I hear a lot of people want to go generators. It's like the generator market is 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 exploding now because of you know But we keep losing power in Quebec. The yeah, power grid's not yeah. very good here. Yeah. So, you know, I look at Texel as being a no brainer. You know, it's uh it's like the minimal cost. Uh when you're building your basement, it's like it's a slide on, you know, and uh there's other products out there that do the same thing as Texel. You know, we, we have fuse breakers. Why do we have fuse breakers in the house? Uh, you know better than I do. So the house doesn't burn down. So the homeowner <laughs> doesn't get electrocuted. That's a pretty good reason. Yeah, that's a lot of insurance savings having that, that, that fuse breaker, you know. Why do we have rebar and concrete? Because the concrete foundation stays intact. Why do we have rebar and bridges? The concrete is stronger. Uh, you know, why do we have house wrap before we put siding on? When the water and moisture goes behind siding, it doesn't rot the wall frame, you know? Uh, why do masonry walls have weep holes? Because we're draining the moisture behind a brick wall. There's always moisture behind a brick wall with the temperatures. So that, that airflow in the masonry wall prevents rot. Texel is the same, same thing, uh, a roof. When we put roof shingles on, why do we put a, a preventative membrane? because it prevents, even if water's going through shingles, if you have ice damming, prevents roof rot. Water causes a lot of damage, eh? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it really, you know, it. this is what, as growing up as a builder, and it's like, how can I counter this water damage to homes? It's just one water flood is a disaster. How can you counter that, you know? Uh, in building, you go at all the preventative products you offer to your client. Um, and that, that's been part of the, uh, the, the excitement about building textile is like, it'll do a lot. It'll save a lot. It'll save landfills. It'll save the homeowner from disasters. It'll save the insurance companies millions and millions. But, um, the hard part, like you brought up that question for is getting it to market and ed educating. Yeah. yeah. Educating people that there's a better way. Do you think <clears throat> that since you have that stamp of approval, the CCMC, since you've gotten that, do you think that is a major breakthrough in helping you get this product to market and educating the right people? Yeah, yes, it's brought us to another level where we're official now. We're Canadian official license code product. Since you got it a month and a half ago, have you, what, what's changed? Is that when you went to go hire David uh, Bond? Yeah, we, yeah, we've been taking, talk with David Bond for, for quite a while now and uh, the CCMC was okay. You guys, uh, you guys passed that leap of being a uh, a not so sure product to being not. You're a Canadian official. You got that stamp. The Canadian stamp says you're Canadian government approved. So 
now it's now it's now we have bragging rights. Now we have certification that it's uh, an official, usable. It'll last. Canadian standards are all there. This thing is going to do good for your home. Um, it, when we didn't have that stamp, well, it's an unsure product. It's mm -hmm. like, ah, uh, I know. get it. So yeah, what's what's the skin? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. It. I get and it. now we've noticed we're we're starting. We can now start cross Canada thinking about it and educating the inch. You know, uh, and also too in the eyes of the consumer, having that stamp there is yeah. going to go up. Oh, okay, it's. I'll give you an example. Like let's say for in manufacturing to ensure manufacturer plants. If the manufacturer has ISO, if they're ISO approved, it's basically just uh, international standardization organized. I forget what it's called. Yeah. International. It's, it's basically just a stamp of approval that they yeah. have to pay for yeah. that they have their manufacturing process is standardized. So each time there's, this is how long it takes. This is what we do. This is the quality control. And it gives that stamp. The insurance companies like to see that because they go, oh, okay. So this person takes their business seriously. Okay. This, yeah. and it, yeah. Most of the time as well, there's going to be credits associated with that. They're going to pay less for their insurance. It's just showing everyone that they're at a high level. Good point. Uh, at Texa, we take it very serious. Yeah. <clears throat> Not only is it approved CCMC, our manufacturer's ISO. There you go. And uh, to do, because we want to be well-made. Yeah. If you're going to make a product, it's got to last. It's got to be well-made. So yeah. our manufacturer... Uh, is ISO approved and uh, you know we're very proud of that and we're we're so proud that we associated with our manufacturer so it's a uh, well manufactured and uh, very very um, you know uh, how could I say it's a it's it's a no it's a no-brainer built in Montreal product that's going to be easy accessible because it's built built here by a good manufacturer what are your goals in the next five years for this product well, um, besides being in business and knowing that Texel has to evolve financially and you have to create sales, a product needs sales. It's more about- uh, How are your sales going right now? Are you the only person selling the product right now? Uh, well, we no, we, we, we signed up with the Taiga Building Products Company, which is a, one of Canada's biggest lumber distributors. And so we're, we're with the CCMC now being official, we're starting to see change. We're starting to see awareness. Um, the, uh, the local stores that we're in, the independent stores, they're always having gradual sales. As more and more awareness has happened. We were very limited on being able to market to the con construction association because we weren't CCMC. Now that, now that step is taken, now it's time to go full, full force. Are you we're, the person leading that charge or do you have a salesperson that's helping you out that's leading that charge? Well, I have been the person in the team that's doing the uh, sales besides, uh, some of our partners helping us out in uh, in all the marketing aspects and uh, the, the YouTube videos and the, the emailing to different companies, but now with uh, with Tiger Building Products, they're now at, they're now promoting Texel to all the big chains, trying to get a, a step, trying to get the awareness that there's a new product out there. It's CCMC approved, and it's going to do good. And uh, where the goals are from here to five years is one is to hopefully reduce water damage, waste, reduce homeowners disasters in their homes, uh, reduce the millions to be paid out by the insurance companies and, and create a, uh, a home better air quality 
Now, if I could see all that happening from here to five years, I said, wow, Texel's uh, magic is working. People are having better air quality homes. They're not having as much disasters in their basements. The disaster is not tearing their life apart. And, um, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, on the side of the, the insurance companies, for them to eventually benefit from, wow, this basement had Texel, it's not, it's not uh, gonna cost us a lot of money. Uh, Texel, it has sensors, other, other products that help them save a lot of money. Those are, those are huge goals, and it's not just for the financial aspect. It's uh, uh, peace of mind. Peace of mind, yeah, and seeing a project uh, work out and seeing that this thing is I've doing seen people good. have water damage. You know, we deal with claims, right? I've seen people who have had water damage, and even though the insurance company is paying for the claim, it sucks. Oh, yeah, it's, it sucks. Yeah. It's not fun. No, it's... The, uh, the worst water... Uh, Texel would not have ha helped at all in this particular scenario because there was literally like four feet of water in the basement. One of my buddy's grandfathers, the water main broke in Point Claire, came into his house. Ooh, I've uh, never seen water like that in my life. The four feet of water. Eh? Yeah, it was it was like you yeah. couldn't even go in. So he's like, "Come check this out." I go, I go downstairs. I'm like, "Holy crap! This is yeah. canoe basement." Yeah, yeah, legitimately, yeah, yeah. and. Um, and yeah, it was it was bad. Well, in those cases, yeah. uh, just to be technical, uh, yeah, the drywall would be damaged <laughs> and the wall frames would be stained with sewage water, category three water. Yeah. But the wall frames could be salvaged because they could be dried and reused. If the insurance company was trying to salvage cost, the frames could be, sure, you're changing drywall four feet high at that point. Yeah. But the wall frames can be dried out and they can be disinfected. So in the homeowner, if he's getting a minimal or a hard payout uh, on his insurance claim, well, you can say, okay, I'll change the drywall, but my wall frames be okay because I can dry them out and I can disinfect them. So at least I got a cost on my wall frames. So, so even on a massive water flood, there's a benefit to having the airflow under the walls. And, and on the point on that is, you know, we're also, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard to stop guy, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm hard headed, but to prove a point, you know, is I want, I want my, uh, my points to be, uh, you know, understood, you know, before somebody else makes a decision. And um, I've been talking with the Canadian Code Council and, uh, you know, it's uh, trying to educate them that, you know, why not elevate the walls and create airflow? Just that simple airflow will create less less wall, less wall troubles. Basements will last longer. And it's really hard to change the Canadian code. I'm sure. You know? So I, I'm sure we're, we're, we're leaving that, leaving that to. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a really good place to, to leave the podcast at. Is there more stuff you want to keep chatting about? Anything? No. Uh, well, we have a saying at Texel and, uh, one of our young guys decided, he, he, he sees the benefits of, of Texel. He says, it all starts with the sill. So we're, uh, you know, I, I really thanks, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, gosh, it's- uh, My pleasure. It's been uh, fun to be able to talk about Texel and, uh, you know. <laughs> it's uh, good. I like, to, I like helping people out that are, you know, on the grind. I'm trying to grow my business as well. So yeah. I, I can appreciate and I respect when I see that in other people when they're trying to, succeed as well when they're trying to grow a business i can relate to on a lot of things there's a lot of things that go well and there's a lot of things that don't go so well and yeah. it can be frustrating and very discouraging sometimes yeah. so 
I salute you for that. And I hope it's a great product. I'm confident you'll probably have some future, more future success moving forward, especially after that stamp of approval. Oh yeah, the big, the big stamp. The yeah. big one, yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, as an innovative uh, developer, I appreciate being here, and uh, it's very impressive how, as a broker, you've you've got this uh, <laughs> this news coming out about all different types of uh, you know evolving uh, businesses, and and it's. I it's try my cool. best. What's it's basically just like why I want to come up with this. Number one, I I just enjoy speaking to other people and picking their brains about things. I like to learn about this stuff. The other part was from an insurance company. Every single time you see an insurance company ad, number one, no one really likes to watch insurance company ads. And number two, it's always the same message. Call us and save $400, more or less. Call us and save $200. Call us and save $300. Maybe they'll say it in a funny way or maybe they'll say it in a more serious way. But generally speaking, the same tonality for all the messaging. And I want to come up with something. You know, Number one, I don't have as big a budget as all the big insurance companies. That's the first part. The second part was hey, I'll try and have a cooler approach, if you will, that people mm -hmm. actually perhaps want to listen to. And sometimes people don't always agree with what I say or like what I'm saying, but most of the time they do. And we, I try and give value to the viewer. And having people like you on, they can, you know, hopefully there's some people out there that will see that and go, hey, I'm a general contractor. Hey, shit, someone just had a flood. I'm fixing right now. And they'll, they'll hit you up for something. Well, I see you're making an insurance exciting. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making it exciting. I'm trying to make it more exciting than it used to be, at least. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jim, thank you so much. So this is Mr. Jim McDonald of Texel. Texel Solutions at texel.com. Yeah, we're... Water preventative products for your basement. I'm Curtis Killen, president at KBD Insurance, home car and business insurance in Ontario and in Quebec. That's it. Best you, broker in the business. Best broker in the By business. Far. Thank you. Thank you. And a yeah. testimonial from Jim McDonald. I appreciate that. Right. Thank you so much, Jim. All right. I Cheers. appreciate it.